Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer, and welcome to my bedroom. <laughs> um, we're having a little, um, XS Media is having a little uh, internet problem at my office. And uh, so I had to, I was running around trying to figure out how to get my internet on. And Bill London, who's normally here, I had a whole new open that I worked on all day. I wanted to show you guys. And um, that's sitting on my computer at work. And um, and Bill London is uh, normally does his newscast, but I couldn't get that to come through because it came through earlier on the internet. And so that kind of screwed that all up. So um, I drove home in like 15 minutes. And uh, so we're gonna have a, a fun show for you tonight, uh, sponsored by Chris Dental Family Dentistry, uh, Dr. Michael Bratlin. Oh God, it was like five months ago, I think Michael said, you know what you should do, Rick? You should start bringing, and Jennifer, don't take this wrong because I know you can hear me. You should start bringing old newscasters on and tell people what they're doing now. And I went, what do you mean old newscasters? You mean former anchors and newscasters because we're not old. Um, and so we had John Fisher on. <clears throat> We've had Al Peterson on. And we had Shelly Kurtz on. And this week, um, I'm happy to tell you that we have Jennifer Winters. How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm good. It's good to see you. I'm just glad that you made it to your home safely because you uh, yeah. went very quickly. Yeah, I called Jennifer. I said, I am running home. We're going to be a little bit late tonight, but can you do this? And she goes, yeah. So when I got home, I clicked. I said, did you get the thing yet? She goes, you're home already? <laughs> like, well, there was a couple cars that I did speed passed a little bit but you know hey it's um it, it all works so tell people first of all tell them what you're doing now because you anchored the well tell people what you used to anchor on cable just so people sure. that are new on here yeah. know. it's been a while now uh so i worked um at cable for 18 years and when i left cable eight years ago now i think or maybe it's nine it's nine years um, I was the five and six o'clock anchor and I was the assistant news director. So I've been there a nice long time. And you let's just talk really quickly because I, I we don't have to talk quickly, but I want to get right in. I, it, all of us are really shocked that David Walker, you anchored with David yeah. for I mean, I I remember, you know, between you and Shelly, I think you were the two that anchored with him the longest. That yeah. had to be really shocking when you found out his passing. Oh, it was terrible. I'm still, I think we're all still processing it. You know, I mean, Dave Walker was a dear, dear friend, a great colleague. We used to kid that he was my work husband because honestly, I spent eight hours a day, you know, next to him sitting on an anchor desk and we would share stories about our kids and about our families. And um, he was a professional colleague and a great friend. And hearing that he had passed was just horrible and heartbreaking. And I know the whole community felt like that. And, you know, we lost an incredible journalist, an incredibly giving mentor, and I lost a great friend. You know, David was the first anchor that I ever worked with um, in Coos Bay. Um, what, what would happen was he started, he worked there and I, there was another woman who was the anchor with him. And then when she left, it was the two dudes. So this was back in the day when you didn't put two dudes on the air. And it was David and me. And, and David was like a staple. And then these young people like me and Teresa Joy and all these people just kind of popped through the crowd that David was the staple. But he'd always help me, you know, and then there'd be days because I'm frantic. You know, I had to, that's back in the day, Jennifer. Remember we had to edit? Like I had to edit all my tape together, like off totally. three quarter. 
And so you're doing everything and David walk in and, well, Rick, don't get too flustered about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just calm down. Yeah. He had such a great, I mean, I tell you, that was, that's one of his greatest legacies is there are incredibly talented anchors and reporters all over the United States that were mentored by Dave, like from, you know, Seattle to Florida, you know, and they, he just patiently would let those upstarts from KCBY and KCPQ or KPIC, I should say. And he would just patiently help them along and give them advice long after they left. So tell people where you started, like what was your first job and then kind of how that, because you, you were at KMTR because I was at KVAL and then I went to KEZI. So you were at- I know there was a lot of, um, so I mean- you, you Before we had really, contracts, you could do that, remember? You yeah. could kind of flip flop around and- If you go to the Wayback Machine, I uh, my first job in TV was at Como TV News in Seattle where I was on the assignment desk, basically answering phones and listening to- you know, car crashes on scanners and calling photographers in the middle of the night and sending them out on, you know, stories, um, which was a terrible thing to do because, you know, you hated calling people at 2 a.m. But I love working at Como. It was a great place to learn the business. And that led me to my first on-air job at KDRV in Medford. And that was fun. That was, you know, I was a baby. I was just a, just a child. And from there, I went to KMTR. And then from KMTR, I went to KVAL. And um, KVAL was there for 18 years. You know, my husband and I got married just before. He's also in TV. We met at KMTR. And, you know, we had a, three kids in two years. And that kind of said, you know, I like this town. I think I'll stay here and raise my children here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your husband still works at KVAL, right? He does. Yes. He's the promotions manager uh, at KVAL and he has an even longer uh, history than than me. Although, um, you know, he doesn't predate David Walker. You know, Dave Walker was with with KVAL with the with that company from KPIC to KVAL for a really, really long time. What's really kind of interesting. I was thinking about this after David passed is like, you know, John Doyle was at the beginning at KPIC down in Roseburg yeah. and he started with that. And then look how long he was. I mean, he was there forever. And then David came in, but David was already a KCB wire for, you know, 15 years or something like that prior yeah. to being a KVAL. I mean, that's a lot of longevity in there, you know, it is. And you know, the, the, there are still some folks who've been around for a while, but I think that era of longevity and staying with the community seems to be ending and it's too bad because having that institutional knowledge with someone who knows the community is so valuable. Yeah. And that's what do you, do you what do you, um, well, tell people what you're doing now. Cause I, we haven't sure. even gotten to that. So yeah. she's, she's very important at the university. of <clears throat> I love my job. I work at the university of Oregon. I'm the assistant vice president for content strategy, which is a long way of saying I get to do a lot of wonderful storytelling at the university of Oregon. So I, um, I do oversee currently issues management and media relations, but the biggest part of my job is telling the stories of the University of Oregon. And, you know, we have a new site around the O and around the O tells stories of, you know, breakthroughs of cool things students are doing, what our researchers are doing. And we have a team, a lot of them are former journalists. Others are just content creators who really love telling stories. And uh, we tell stories, we 
tell stories on social media. We share them with the media, but we also tell our own stories and it's, it's good stuff. So it's kind of like for me, I don't really, do you miss much about the business? Cause I feel like I'm still doing things that I always yeah. did. You are the same. You're still, you're still looking for that story. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss it. And what I will say is what I did miss doesn't exist anymore in the current realm. It, you know, it was a different, a different time. Um, it, it was, uh, but what I still get to do is I still get to tell meaningful stories about people. And now I just, it happens to be for one organization, but honestly, the stories are so rich because the University of Oregon's got, you know, music and dance and, and we have our business school and we have the night campus and we have arts and sciences and so many stories and we have wonderful students and it's, it's endless, endless amount of stories. Is it a lot different being on the inside than being on the outside? You know what For I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a completely different um, entity. And yet the thing that is most important is you, is you still need to have stories of accuracy. You still need to connect with people's hearts and minds. You still need to understand what your audience is interested in so that you can help, you know, it happens to be that I'm doing it through the lens of helping support the University of Oregon and its mission. And it's a great mission, you know, education, research and service. It's hard to get, you know, sad about that. But the difference is, is it's through the lens of let's let's make sure that we're being strategic and, and showing those priorities. So yeah. do you watch news much anymore? I really don't. I, don't. I am still a big news consumer, but I like so many people, you know, I'm doing it here and I um, I don't watch a lot of local news. I like to say I'm a recovering journalist. And so I still <laughs> kind of have a little bit of like, I don't know. I do, I, I've watched some, but usually when I tune in, I find myself rewriting the news, you know, like, or wanting to like direct it. So I, I can't actually relax when the TV news is on. I have to like, I got to get my news in a different way. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't watched a whole lot. Um, Brandy asked, what, what are the priorities? I don't remember what, <clears throat> what the question was on that. Um, somebody else says you're a smart lady. Oh, uh, that's nice. Gary. Gary says nice. that. And <clears throat> Ellen says, love it. I get a lot of people that go, I think, there's a lot of people that grew up with all of us. And so, and, and we all knew each other. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, cause we were on stories because back in the day when we were anchors, you went on stories too. Totally. And we, there's oftentimes you and I were in the same press conferences or doing stuff Many like that. Many times. Yeah. And well, not only that, but remember we would, the, the stations occasionally would team up for philanthropy. Yeah. And we did that show on. Um, the drug thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where we were trying to. Help. It was a talk show where we were talking to students about, you know, drug drug addiction, and and it was it was unique because the main anchors were all together, and it was sort of like, okay, we're going to cooperate here. Uh, but I I remember several times when we got to team up on things, and that was always fun. And Nicholas says two of my favorite news anchors while I was at the U of O. Yay. It is it is a different world. Even I mean, I don't watch. But I don't, I mean, except for Matt and Renee, I don't really know many people even. And the people will go, hey, can you get me a contact? And it's like, I just don't watch. And I think when we were there, 
um, it was more of a stable market. It was a place where we weren't this, it wasn't a newbie. Like you, you started at KDRV and you were an intern at, you know, in Seattle. I was an intern at KGW in Portland. Then I was at KCBY. Then I came. So this was a number two stop. Now Eugene is kind of the the entry level job. So the problem with that, I think, is not against any of those people. Everybody has to have a first job, but you don't, by doing that, you don't have any, as you said, institutional knowledge. And so, you know, what, what, what happened with the spotted owl in Eugene? There's nobody around anymore who really knows or or, you know, when they when when Austin Stadium was built or, you know, yeah. things like that that are part of the fabric of this place, you know, and um, and that's the problem when you get to a first tier market. Yeah. yeah. Autumn says, I completely grew up with you all. I do not watch the news anymore. I have loved these segments and seeing where everybody is at, hearing the stories and remembering the good old days. It has been, I'll tell you what, Jennifer, it's been super fun because, you know, like, well, now, you know, Al Peterson, obviously yeah. you worked with him, you know, and, and Al kind of, he, we got on and I just said, don't use any names, but he was telling stories like of things that were going on. He didn't tell anything about you. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, you're clear. <laughs> Nothing identifiable, right? <laughs> we told a lot of Lisa Burst jokes. And then we talked about news directors at KEZI that, uh, one in particular, we never said the name, but it was so, it was really fun. And John Fisher was like, Rick, I'm impressed that you know how to do all this stuff. Because it's like, I know you do because you're in this business, but, you know, like Shelly and John and Al are all kind of completely out of the business. And they're going, I'm not sure. It's just, this is really fun, Rick. I really like doing this, John. You know, and I said, John, you want to do some weather for me? He's like, yeah. no, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. Um, Shannon says, wow, Jennifer looks the Aww. same. You, you do look really good. And yeah, Thank she, you. You look great too. I like this. This is yeah, fun. It's, and the- it's kind of the new, it's as some lady walked into my office today and she goes, I was just looking at some old pictures of you. I would not even know that was you because you look so different. And I said, well, when you're on TV, we all had to kind of keep a pretty, the, the guys you had to, you couldn't do this on television. They wouldn't, it would have looked completely funny. Yeah. Autumn says the Al Peterson segment was fun. I was laughing so much and it was amazing. Yeah. Al, I was just, I was sweating because I was afraid. Alan, oh, I can imagine. You know, like, don't say. What's he going to say? Al is one of the funniest human beings I've ever met. He, you know, I, he and my husband have been friends since the start of time. And I've, oh, and, you know, obviously Al worked at the station with me for a really long time, but we're friends. And I, he is a hoot. He is yeah. a funny, funny guy. So do you ever see things in town like that are happening and kind of like I, I look at Brian Obi's project, The Alley, and I think never in a million years did I think that was really going to happen. I will tell you the during the pandemic, like we all kind of, you know, hunkered down. And then when I came out, like I'm, I don't know how many months it was that I was working from home, still working for the university, still telling the stories. But I came out and I was suddenly like, wow, Eugene is really like. It had it was on the cusp of that, but there are so many cool things going on now. It's really I love it. I, I kind of what here's one of the things, and, and you don't have to because you're kind of still in the world, so I don't want to get you in trouble or anything. I always kind of think it's funny that um, that for so long there was this anti-growth attitude in Eugene, and they kind of controlled the city council and and everything that happened. You couldn't get a building built. And now it's like, I drive down by the U and oh, I just, some of the new buildings are just phenomenally beautiful. And you see high rises going up and I'm going, oh, oh, Eugene's growing up. (laughs) It's not staying a little town anymore. Yeah. It's, it's fun to see 
all sorts of beautiful things going on and nice investments. And, you know, I, I've always really enjoyed this city and I enjoyed seeing it from a different perspective. I mean, when you're in the news, you're living every turn of the city council and, you know, and there was, I remember after I got out of news, being so pleasantly surprised when I watched, walked outside and it was raining and I didn't already know it was going to rain because I hadn't seen the forecast that day. And it was like, this is so cool to be just experiencing things instead of knowing the weather and sitting in on the city council and knowing, you know, the vote. And I like being in the know, but there was something really wonderful about just sitting back and enjoying the weather or enjoying the town or coming across a new business and saying, well, how nice is that that's here? Not having to know the whole backstory of how it got there. Well, you yeah. Know? And for me, I still kind of, because I always see something and I do a story on it. And you, I'm yeah. sure, the same way at the U of O, you're always going, because you never lose that ability to kind of go, that would be a good story. How many times yeah. have you said that in your life, you know? Yes. Well, unfortunately, we still get to find good stories. And then the cool thing, again, about, you know, you want to be able to work you want to be able to do to take advantage of of your knowledge and of your experience. Well, in this job, a lot of the times what I'm doing is I'm seeing news and I'm thinking, do we have a faculty expert who might be able to weigh in on that? Do we have expertise in that? So I'm still always thinking, is that a good news story? I'm just thinking about and does it relate to my current work? Right. You know, so, which is fun. So what are the things you what's one thing you do miss about being on TV and doing your job like you used to? Well, I think the thing I miss the most is that at the end of the day, after you're signed off the newscast, it was like, all right, I'm going home and I'm done. Yep. You know, the work, there were times when you did longer term projects, but there is something really wonderful about starting your day with nothing, coming up with a story idea, interviewing people, writing the story, having it air and, and anchor or, or tell the story and then going home. And yep. then it was like, go to sleep, don't have to worry. You know, now it's super, um, thank you. <laughs> Isn't that fun to read what people say? I know. Um, so, you know, now I have long-term projects and short-term projects and it, and work is with me all the time. It, it, you know, so I do miss that lovely immediate gratification of being able to tell a story. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of, I loved being a journalist. I loved it. And I loved getting to meet so many different people. And I loved the variety. And I loved when you made a big difference. You know, there were stories that truly made a difference and yeah. you could see that. So I still have that desire for, you know, mission-driven work. But um, mostly I get it from here. I don't miss working holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't miss working Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving. And now I have holidays off. And do you and you didn't have to go in three months prior to Christmas to ask for it off and then end up having to work extra days on other things. It was like exactly. your payoff. I mean, you know, you really were kind of that's the one thing I I when my wife and I, when we got out, it was like I did not miss that kind of there's a kind of a slave mentality um kind of you're working for my you, you work for us and even though you had a contract it was like they they kind of owned you and it was kind of nice to and also jennifer for me i never have to wear a tie again that's nice 
And, and, you know, you come out to the barber and you're going, I can do whatever I want to my hair. I don't have to sit here and worry about what they're doing. What's your, um, what's your advice to young journalists? If you had any, what would you advise them? I mean, you know, there's still a dire need for good storytelling and there's still an important need for people to be asking, you know, questions to power and to, you know, unveiling the truth and all of that. I think, you know, the, content creators are going to be valuable. So, but they do have to be multifaceted. You need to be able to do social, you need to be able to write, you need to be able to think visually, and and you need to be able to do video. And fortunately, they do. I mean, they, they've literally grown up on being able to be digitally savvy. Right. Um, I think a degree in communications is as valuable today as, as any time because Communications is part of every part of our, our world now, every aspect of commerce, government. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> and just on as soon as possible. I there's a lot of what we call brand journalism, which is people who are telling credible factual stories um, for the um, for companies. And so there's still plenty of places for the, the pure journalist. I'm telling you, you gotta love it because it yeah. is a hard business. Does it, it does it concern you when you see like Facebook and Instagram and all these kind of censoring people like information? When it first started happening, I started going, "Oh my God, you can't!" I mean, it, it was like let people decide what they're gonna do. I, it was just as a journalist. Don't was, don't like, even get really me started on what concerns me about Facebook and Instagram. And you know, I mean, when you think about. Um, the power and the influence and in essence we become products i mean we are we are a product on you know and and we're sold and and bought and all of that so that's that's one where you know you get me started i i really believe we need to be savvy consumers of social media for ourselves and for our families and for our children i think it is probably the most important issue of the day is how do we think about social media and its influence on our lives, on politics, on policy, on every every aspect of our world. And people have to be really smart consumers because I think it used to be you were sitting in front of a television and you, me and David and Al and all of us were, were but you remember you had to be balanced and you had to kind of be fair and you you didn't get to take a position. And a lot of that's changed. And I think people have to be really smart about where they're actually getting their information from. I, I agree. And it's, you know, to be a, an informed and savvy consumer of, of anything, but of, of information is super important. And it's, it's hard because it's the, the danger we all fall into is we don't want to become so entrenched in our own view that we only seek out our own view and we're only dished our own view you know i tell you TikTok is the king of that in you know their oh. short little format and facebook and instagram and everybody what they're doing is algorithms meant to confirm your view so right. you're over there thinking everybody's thinking like me and that's because right. the platform is making sure everyone thinks that right. you think like you so garrett kirsch um, owns northwest burger and he says, I'd like to know where you can find these U of O stories. I'd like to look at them. And he says, and I'd love to hear a story about his grandfather was Don Kirsch, who's a Hall of Fame Oregon baseball player. 
Um, Fun. There's a story for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I, we definitely take story ideas. Um, We have uh, Oregon Quarterly, which tells a lot of the stories um, of the University of Oregon's alumni. And then Around the O, which is around.uoregon.edu. Um, that is where we do just the daily news, you know, everything from campus announcements to um, things that are are happening uh, with researchers. Confirmation bias, Mark, you got it. So I don't work for the J School. Um, I quite frequently go in and get invited to um, speak to um, classes and to journalists. I'll do portfolio reviews, and that is awesome. I tell you what, these young people are, I'm so impressed. I look at these things and I just, I love it. I just love it. It's it's a kick. You know what I love about, I was saying this to people last night on the show. Um, What I love about doing this, Jennifer, is like you right there. It's kind of hard to get used to because you're talking and trying to read what people are saying, but it's interactive news. So people like we had something on, I can't remember what it was last night, but people were asking questions and it was like, they were really hammering questions out there. And I think that would have been really, that's something that that happens now that I think would have been really fun back in the day. You know, we do polls or you'd kind of do those things. Hey, write in if you see this, but to really have on the level conversations with people going, Hey, what, what do you think about such and such? It's like, Oh wait, I, I, I can answer this, you know? Yeah. And I think we that's had, a- when I was leaving news, we just started getting into that. And I think, you know, where we would say, um, email us or call us or give us a tip. And, and people had started to like, see news and they'd take a picture and they'd share it with us. And we broke open this idea of it has to be perfect broadcast quality. It was like, okay, that's an okay photo, but it tells an important story. So we'll share it. And we had just started to get into that, you know, really the last couple of years at KVAL. And it was really fun because the, the user or viewer generated content is so valuable because obviously journalists can't be everywhere, you know, Right. Well, I love it, too, because you're getting other people involved. And what I've learned is, you know, sometimes if you organize it too much, what I've learned at like doing this is if it's too perfect, they don't watch because people think you're trying to sell them something or something's on. Um, and Garrett watched you for years. Well, not that many years because she's only 25. So yeah, be, be kind. I mean, come on. Um, get real with Jennifer Winters. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I can't be 25 because I have a 24-year-old son. So how old are your kids? <laughs> I have a 24-year-old son and twins that are 22. Wow. I know well, it's crazy. I mean, I got you. I got a 33-year-old and a 30-year-old. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. I know. And you go, <laughs> well, and I'm like barely 42. It's like, how yeah, did that exactly. happen, you know? Well, we are growing younger while they're growing older. And so at some point we'll meet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be the same age. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. I like your, I like your trainer there. Are you willing to do a story even if it pisses off your advertisers? Who me? I don't have my advertisers. The nice thing for me is they stick with me. Um, yeah. There's people that aren't real happy with me and my advertisers have stuck with me. So I haven't had a problem with that. I don't sit and think, Oh, I wonder if they're going to like this or not. Um, not as much as now in the news days, you you didn't care until sales came in and said, wait, you're doing a car dealer show. We yeah. need remember those. Anytime you had a story that was kind of negative about a car dealership, the whole sales department was coming down and there was yeah. questions. And I'm yeah. at the door going, you can't come in. 
I do not still do the news. No, I am a, working for the University of Oregon and enjoying it. Um, and so I do not have to worry about advertisers. <laughs> the Salt Lakers, it's a rhetorical question. Well, no, it's there a good go. question, Salt Lakers. It's a good question. Jennifer, yeah. thank you. I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're at work, but thank you so much for coming on and sharing your life and what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Who should I do next? Who, should, who do you think I should call? The old team. Yeah. But, news team. Assemble. Um, so <laughs> you know what I should get? I should get Tracy Berry because she's still in the business doing radio. There you go. That'd be, be fun. fun to talk to Tracy. That would be really fun. She yeah, I'm a, sure I could throw some names out. I'm not going to throw them out here, though, just in case they're like. No, send me an email if you think of people and have numbers and stuff like that. And yeah. um, people are thanking you for being on. Good to see you again. Um, great seeing you, you Jenna. Guys. People are having a really good time seeing it's you. It's great to see you, Rick. I'm so glad you're doing so well, and you look amazing. My goodness. Thanks. Well, I'm having fun um, again. After politics, it's really nice to be out of that, out of that frying pan and into something a little different. So it's good. Right into the fire. Right. <laughs> we'll see you later. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Take care. Uh, see you later. Bye bye. All right, you guys. So that's Jennifer Winters. And uh, as you guys remember, at KVAL for, gosh, a long time. She and I have been in the business almost about the same time, I bet, except maybe me a little bit longer because I'm older than she is. Um, oh, my, Mike Clark just stormed in and said, you should have Karenza Burris on. Karenza, if you're out there, I'll have you on. She was a co-anchor of mine. Um, hey, hey, hey. All right. Thanks, Jennifer. Good to happy to see you. So um, again, you guys, I'm sorry we missed Bill tonight. Um, that was a snafu with my uh, my. Uh, internet at my work. So I came home. So you're actually in my bedroom with me. So you can tell people you're in bed with Rick Dancer tonight. <laughs> and we want to thank Dr. Chris, uh, Chris Dental, Dr. Michael Bratlin. Um, this is his idea. He comes up with these ideas and says, Rick, you ought to do this and I'll sponsor it. So he uh, he's sponsoring that for us. So we'll try to find somebody for next month as well and see who we get on. And um, kinky, what, Jason, that you're in my bedroom? <laughs> Welcome to my boudoir. So, and we will be back tomorrow night and I don't have my sheet with me, so I can't tell you what's going on. To oh, wait, tomorrow I know one thing that's going, Bill will be back. Kim Stark will be here with a look at the weekend events, things that are coming up. Um, oh, and I remember Derek Roser Real Estate is going to be out at Herrick Farms, not far from my home. Um, they're doing a pumpkin carving contest and we're going to talk to Herrick Farms. They've been out there for generations and see what they're doing and get you guys all ready for uh, the Halloween uh, weekend coming up the following weekend. So again, I'm Rick Dancer. If you guys want to do this, or if you want to help us out, take this, share it on your page, and then other people can see and find out more about Jennifer and say, hey, I saw Jennifer Winters. And that just helps us because sometimes Facebook likes to throttle us back a little bit because they don't like everything I talk about. So if you guys will share it, that helps us in the end. All right. Thanks again for joining me in my bedroom. And I will talk with you tomorrow, hopefully back in my office. Have a good night. We'll see you guys. Thank you.